0: Call in at 303-690-3000.
3: Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado, entering into our 20th, yes, two zero, our 20th year of ministry. Uh, it goes by so fast. And now I understand with a deeper appreciation the admonition that Pastor Chuck Smith, that Pastor Jeff Johnson, Pastor Skip Heitzig, Pastor Greg Laurie, Pastor John Corson, I, I appreciate so greatly the admonitions that, that were given to us by Joe Foch and Raul Reese. And man, I can go on and on. And it's simply this. Every one of them taught, us, taught me this. Only one life will soon be passed, and only what's done for Jesus will last. And to have that eternal mindset, because we don't, you know, here we are launching off into a brand new year, and we cannot redo 2018, and many of us don't want to redo it. We want to move on, and we are going to move on. We're going to move forward. I'm so excited too, guys. Uh, I know that some of you are listening on Hope FM, welcome, welcome. Some of you are listening on Truth FM, welcome. Some of you are listening online. Some of you are listening from California, uh, up in Hanford, I think is where we're on. And uh, I would say, uh, just as a side note, um, that God is continuing to open doors for us and Calvary Life. so thank you for your prayers. But I'm so excited here at Calvary Church because the next three weekends, we're going to cast fresh new vision Uh, and it's built upon you know some things haven't changed and so you think what I'm going to share in the Bible studies is this weekend and the next couple weekends it's not like brand new like oh boy brand new just dropped out of heaven it's not it's actually the foundation of our church but the methodology the the excitement the urgency we're closer to the return of Jesus Christ than we ever have been and and I'm excited to stir up our congregation I'm excited to stir up uh, our radio audience. I'm excited for it to go out uh, across the country when it goes on our Abounding Grace radio broadcast. And and more importantly, I'm excited to stir up the church for these last days. And I'll, I'll tell you, one of the books uh, recently that I read, um, well, two, two books have been inspiring me lately. Uh, and by the way, we're we're just beginning the show, so i um, waiting for you to call in, 303-690-3000. 303 uh, 690 You can call in any, um, any state uh, with those digits. I know that you guys on Hope FM and Truth FM are hearing this one week delayed. However, while the show's airing, call in because we're in studio live. We'll answer the call live for everyone listening in, primarily on the Grace FM radio network throughout Colorado and Wyoming and Nebraska. And your the, the the only thing is you'll hear that call on the radio one week later which is pretty cool cuz most people calling in don't get to hear it unless they podcast it uh, and you can podcast we have a Calvary Live podcast available for free wherever you get your podcasts and so we're going to be two books that have been uh, inspiring me uh you know we give the week after Christmas when we can't we give it off to the staff and and I told the pastors um that we as pastors need to be enjoy that time off, but be also praying about fresh vision, you know, just what the Lord's just we're going to take the time off and we won't have you know major responsibilities or anything, but we should not neglect seeking the Lord uh, for the new year. And so many guys did. They sent me some vision stuff, and it's really awesome. And so what I did uh, in my prayer time and notes is I read the book of Acts in a new trend, in the New Living Translation, and the book Jesus Revolution by Greg Glory. Because, you know, our fellowship, Calvary Chapel, uh, that's our family. That's my family. That's where I was saved. Um, I'm, I'm a Calvary Chapel pastor, period. Uh, doesn't matter what the name of the church is. doesn't matter um, what happens within the Calvary movement. I'm a Calvary Chapel pastor, period. God used uh, Calvary Chapel in Downey, California to Pastor Jeff Johnson preached the gospel to me, and um, God then entrusted me with a fellowship here in Colorado uh, to to do the same thing, teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, be open to the Holy Spirit, and make sure that our congregation is the best-loved, best-cared-for flock, and uh, that's my goal still today, and, and so... I'm enamored by the early days. I wasn't here. I was just talking to Tom Stipe. Many of you are familiar with Pastor Tom Stipe. Um, if you know anything about the history of Calvary Chapel, he was one of the original guys over in Costa Mesa. He was the staff evangelist. Uh, he was the guy that preached the gospel. Check this out. Uh, I'm just so excited about being a part of the Calvary family. Uh, so I got all this bubbling up. So Tom Stipe, what a man of God. I just talked to him uh I think it was earlier this week. Just encourage we're talking about Israel and ministry. The guy is uh, just a really, really smart man, and uh, and so I enjoyed that discussion. So here's the here's the some of you in Colorado will be able to um, relate to this, but I'll I'll talk you through. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar with Calvary Chapel, you listening in, um, go to calvaryaurora.org dot org. Our website. There's a history, a brief history of Calvary. There's also a book called Harvest. Uh, That is a great history of the early days of Calvary Chapel. But anyway, uh, Tom Stipe was one of the, he calls himself one of the staff evangelists um, at at Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa. So he was preaching the gospel on a Friday night, and uh, there was a a guy there uh, by the name of Gino Geraci. And so Tom Stipe preached the gospel, Gino Geraci got saved. Well, Gino Geraci went home. And he went home and started sharing the gospel with his roommate, who they would do drugs together all the time. And, you know, his roommate didn't really want anything to do with it. uh, But, you know, having that relationship and friendship, he listened. And God was preparing the way so that that roommate of his would be watching uh, television and see a Billy Graham crusade and give his life to the Lord with Billy Graham on television. Gino Geraci's roommate, his name is Skip Heitzig. Uh, you might be familiar with Skip Heitzig. He's the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Albuquerque and uh, is on our radio station here, Grace FM, and, um, and a phenomenal man of God, a good friend of mine. Him and Linnea have become good friends with me and Marie, and so we're grateful for that. And uh, And so you just never know. Like, preach the gospel. Just do it because you never know what Gino Geraci, what Skip Heitzig, what Raul Rees, what guy is going to hear it and change the world. literally. Changed the world. And and so uh, I was reading through Jesus' revolution because I want to hear of the early days. Because uh, I wasn't there. I wasn't a hippie. Uh, I got saved in the 90s. Uh, I didn't get saved in the 60s. I was born in the 60s. And so I want to hear firsthand. And this is by far one of the best books on that beginning Jesus revolution, that beginning Jesus movement. Now, understand though that Calvary Chapel isn't the only part of the body that was uh, as active during that time. And the Jesus movement hasn't ended. It's not going to end until he returns, right? So, but you always, you know, you, ha- you know how you connect with a lot of families, but you're always interested in your family. Otherwise, these DNA tests would not be so popular. Like everybody's interested in their family. And so please pick it up jesus revolution i'm on my third time reading it uh it's it's amazingly inspiring for me personally it may or may not be for you um, but uh, let me read a quote and then i'll get i know the phone lines are full but let me read a quote to you from my study last night i I pulled a quote from from jesus revolution on this topic of revival because that's really what he's what he's talking about is a new revival uh, and we, I believe it can happen. Let me read to you just a portion of the quote I shared. Uh, and uh, let me start quote. The central question for us today, young or old, is, are we going through the motions? Are we comfortable and complacent, consuming some brand of cultural churchianity that has little to do with the electrifying gospel of Jesus Christ? Are we really desperate to know God, to embrace the fresh, mysterious, powerful wind of the Holy Spirit, Revival, after all, is not about human plans, programs, campaigns, or particular denominational movements. It comes from a real revolution that only God can bring. And I, I mean, I repeated it a couple times for our church last night, so we have a midweek Bible study. Do you know many churches don't do midweek Bible studies anymore? Um, and so we do. And I'm grateful for everyone that comes out. It's amazing. Uh, but let me read it to you again. Young and old. Are we going through the motions, comfortable and complacent, consuming some brand of cultural churchianity that has little to do with the electrifying gospel of Jesus Christ? I ask that to you. And so if you're looking for a church home in the metro area, come on out to Calvary Aurora, Saturday nights at 6, Sunday morning, 845, 1045. You can be anywhere in the world and join us in our live stream via our app, via the live stream app. You go to livestream.com. You can use our website, calvaryaurora.org, but for the next three weekends, it's vision, 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 move, 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 revival, revival, and then the big word that I've been sharing with the staff is change, 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 change. The methods change. The message never changes. 303-690-3000, Lloyd in Aurora, Colorado. Lloyd, welcome to the program. Lloyd, I know you waited, so you may not be on the air, but are you with us? All right, call us back, Lloyd, or even after service, you can ask the question, but call us back, 303-690-3000, let's see, we'll go on to, let's see here, John in Colorado Springs, John, welcome to the program.
4: Hey, good evening, Pastor.
3: How are you, man?
2: How you doing? I'm um, doing good. very well, very well. Hey, you know, I just wanted to—I um, listen to you all the time, and uh, I just—I uh, just wanted to encourage you to just keep keep on what you're doing. I mean, you do such a good job, and you're you're one of your listeners, um, uh, myself. You just inspire me uh, mm-hmm. all the time, and uh, I can just hear it in your tone, and how you talk, that you have been to such deep levels with the Lord, <clears throat> that it's just so inspiring. And um, that's just something I want daily. So uh, that was all. Uh, I just wanted to just tell you that you're awesome, and I love listening to you, and I hope that the Lord just keeps you uh, in the direction that you're, that you're going, because it's just amazing.
3: Well thanks mm-hmm. bro and you know keep praying for me and and the good news is is that the same holy spirit lives in both of us and so he's doing a work amen. in you and he's doing a work in me and man and there's no one on the earth besides my wife that's more surprised that god's using <laughs> me than me and I'm grateful sure. for it.
2: Yeah. Uh, amen. Well Thank very you, man. good pastor.
3: You're welcome. bye right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number Brandon in Denver, Colorado. Brandon, welcome to the program.
1: Hi, this is Andrea, his sister, actually. We switched to the phone.
3: No problem, Andrea. What's up?
1: Um, Sarah, there's just been some controversy um, with family questions. I had moved out um, of my house with uh, my fiancé and my daughter just because we weren't married. Uh, and I just okay. wanted to uh, clarify and ask you that marriage or living together before marriage is sin in God's eyes.
3: I believe it is, and I believe it is on more from more than one reason. The first one is the Bible says that you and I are to avoid every form of evil, and sometimes we think of evil as like wickedness and just like the worst of the worst. But giving the appearance of a married couple, uh, giving the appearance of uh, being you know married, uh, putting yourself in places of great temptation, um, I, I'm. I don't know, you know, the hearts of everybody I've ever talked to, but let me just say generally, men and women that live together uh have sex. Um I know there are exceptions, but that's just the way it is. And so, you know, it it puts a it puts a a situation hormonally where, you know, you just the resistance is hard and and I, my question always is to people that live together is why don't you make the covenant commitment before God and man to covenant your life to this person? And there's usually reasons, you know, there's usually reasons. I'm not sure. I don't know if he's the right guy. I don't know about her. And, and I accept all of those. But the limitation that God places is that living together, certainly sex together, uh, is limited to marriage within the marriage covenant. Uh, and, and so, yes, I think you made a great, great decision.
1: Well, thank you. Um, I also um, w- want to ask you, uh, it's been about three and a half, four months since I moved out, and we are very close to getting married. Um, I was just hoping Good. that you could uh, pray for us to make this next step, and that, that it honors the Lord, um, and that will. we serve God for the rest of our lives, and raise our child the way that she should go.
3: Okay, so can I ask you a couple questions? You don't have to answer them, but let me ask you a couple oh. questions, mm-hmm. okay, cause, because it'll help people listening. Did you guys have premarital sex? Yes. And have you made the commitment to stop as as well when you moved out? Yes. Okay, that's very good, and I want people to listen because that's almost always the real issue, so number one. But number two, more importantly, you have an opportunity. What you did by moving out and what you did by making a stand to say that we're not going to do what God forbids anymore is a tremendous example to your daughter so please don't miss the opportunity how old is she
1: she's four
3: okay so she's not ready for this yet but one day she will be at age appropriate Uh, because just like my kids you know i had marie and i we had it we we had a child in high school i was a horrible person like and so it at stages in my kids life i gave them the age appropriate version so i could disciple them right and mm-hmm. so one day, your daughter will will be able to hear from her own mom, a discipleship moment to say, "I know how hard it is for you to make this decision, daughter, but I want to tell you about a time when I was faced with a really hard decision, and I want to tell you how a man should treat a woman, and I want to tell you—you're gonna like—you're gonna have so many things that you're gonna use by this simple act of obedience. And so I commend you for that. Well, thank you. <laughs> Now, the final thing before I pray for you is, are you guys in a healthy church receiving premarital counseling?
1: We are not. I was actually going to ask you that. We were just talking about that today. Um, I typically attend Southside Bible Church in Centennial. Um, I do work Sunday morning, so it's very difficult. Uh, I'm hoping to find a church where I can go Saturday night or later on Sunday evening. Um, But we and him were actually talking about... um, Calling a Calvary Church and seeing if yes. you guys provide marriage counseling or premarital. Well, we provide
3: counseling. we provide premarital for free. The only thing that costs is um, the materials, uh, okay. you know, because we have those printed out. So we we provide that for free, and it very you can make different appointments because we have a staff of pastors that take care of that. Um, and then, but I would also encourage you to call your church, Southside Bible Chapel, and talk to the pastors, and just see what they provide and. Okay. And since that's already the place where you're being fed and where you're being built up, and and see what they provide. But if they're unable to provide that, you can always call our church. It's we don't charge for it. We just and you would already qualify for premarital because on the front page for us, if you're living together, we won't perform. We won't be involved in the in the in the in the the premarital class. Will all be about you? Got to move out. You got to move out. You got to move out. That's like the first thing we talk about.
1: Yes, and I agree. And I just wanted to bring something up. I'm sorry. I'm sure you have callers. Um, That's
3: right. Go you know, ahead.
1: me and Hannah have been together for five years. He served in the military, um, and it's been strenuous since he came home and we had our daughter. And uh, I personally believe that God won't bless. Um, in order to get something out of God's will, you have to stay out of God's will. Is what I believe. So since I moved out a few months ago, I feel like our relationship in the Lord and with each other has um, grown substantially. Um, and I do believe that uh, it's because I took the decision to move out. And it was very hard. But, you know, I'm very glad that I did. And God has opened my eyes to a lot. So
3: That's awesome. I, I think you're a great example to um, to those listening in, a great example to your fiancé, to your daughter. And, you know, that's another thing that premarital will help with. Because when you sit down and you talk through scenarios um, and you open the Bible together, there, there are different ways to to assess your family dynamic and where really where you are and and what's needed for that family unit in preparing you for the biggest uh, pretty much besides salvation the biggest human decision you're going to make. Well, so, well, let me pray you for you. You're welcome. Father, I pray for this relationship and knowing that you're already at work dwelling by your holy spirit in this family and in these people and and so I just pray that you would do a great work on uh, as they move forward toward solidifying what they believe is your will, and that's to get married. I pray that this, this uh, testimony would serve as a, a powerful encouragement to many that are listening in, and that just by your Spirit, it would just be a tool in, the, in your hands to encourage many. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: Thank you so much.
3: You're welcome. Bye-bye. is the number. Taking your calls and questions. We're going to move right on to George in Greeley, Colorado. George, uh, welcome to the program.
0: Thanks, Pastor. How are you?
3: I'm good. How are you, man?
0: I'm good. Um, I need prayer for my best friend that I've known since I was four. He's in the hospital, and so is my dad. Mm. So they gave my dad like six months. To live, and then, Okay. Um, he's 84, and my my best friend. 63, so, any prayer for those guys?
3: Father, we come together with our with our brother in Greeley. Lord, we pray alongside of George for his dad. Um, it is a very very difficult thing to hear when the doctors uh, give only months to live, and so we just pray that whatever months you have, even if months turn into years that they would be fruitful, and um, they would be enjoyable. God, that those years would be honorable to you. And I pray for George and his, his best friend. God, that you would touch him and heal him and uh, the wrestlings of his broken body. And then I pray, God, for George himself, that you would encourage him uh, as he goes through the emotional roller coaster of these life changes of people that he cares a lot about. Um, I could even, I'm sure, go f- as far to say that he loves very much. And so encourage, George, strengthen him and use him as a tool of encouragement in these men's lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Pastor. Okay, George. I'm sorry, bro, but be strong in the Lord.
0: Okay, I will. Thank you.
3: Uh, All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, you're tuned in to Calvary Live. You're listening either on Grace FM, Truth FM, Hope FM. You might be listening in on our podcast or live stream on gracefm.com wherever you're listening from welcome my name is ed taylor i'm the pastor here at calvary church in aurora colorado aurora is an eastern suburb of denver and we're entering into our 20th years of ministry here just so encouraged uh, by what god wants to do in the next phase like god our best you know i was putting these messages together and just like hey man our best years are ahead. They're not behind us. The good old days are up ahead. They're not behind us. And of all the great days that God has given behind us, the the best is still yet to come. And uh, we're going to be sharing that in the next three weekends. And even if you don't call Calvary your, your home, I, I think that the messages will stir you and inspire you, so much so that we're going to edit them up for radio for our Abounding Grace radio broadcast and air them on the radio stations around the country. So, uh, very, look, uh, very grateful uh, to to share what I believe God st- stirred my heart. Um, the Bible speaks about perishing without a vision, and we certainly are learning in the Bible <clears throat> that those that are not looking unto Jesus, the Author and Finisher of our faith, will just be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. So. Well, we have got to root ourselves in the systematic expo- expositional teaching of the Bible with a, a relevant application. The Bible is a book of movement. It's not a book of knowledge. Like It's a book of action. It, it is an action book. And the knowledge really, uh, it's, it's, not just, um, it's not just like theological knowledge to gain so we can be so super smart. We need to learn about God. Because the more we learn about God, we're going to move. We're going to obey. We're going to love. Abiding in Christ leads to action. Not the other way around. Abiding in Christ leads to action. (laughs) It's awesome. 303-690-3000 is the number. All right. Let's go back to the phone lines and pick up with Noah. Noah's calling in from Denver. Welcome to the program.
0: Hey, Pastor. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Um, so I have a question about, <clears throat> sort of about, uh, different churches. Um... All right, well, let's, maybe, um,
3: let's just set the ground rules for a second and not name any huh? churches.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, All right, let's yeah, go for so it. just, the the church that I'm going to, um, I just want to, again, get your opinion on, um, you know, if you have any experiences with some churches teaching, um, some false teachings or not staying true to the Bible, um... And kind of, I don't know, just hopefully prayer for um, if I should go to another church or not. I just kind of want to get your opinion on
3: that. Okay, so is there a particular... uh, First of all, if you have already identified that your church uh, isn't teaching sound doctrine, that's God's already revealing to you that it's time to move on.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: You don't want to be in a... It's it's sort of like this. The way I describe it is, uh, you know, right here I have next to my computer a 32-ounce... water bottle you know those nalgene bottles yeah and it was full before the show but I've been drinking it all the way down but if I put that bottle in front of you uh, and I gave it to you and it was fresh water it's my gift to you Uh, but I said the only way I'm gonna give it to you is by putting drops of poison in it and so how many drops of poison would you want in the water um, before I gave it to you
0: well probably none
3: and and then if I told you it had one drop of poison in it, would you take it? No. And so as important as your physical health, your spiritual health is even greater. Mm-hmm. And if they literally are teaching doctrine contrary to the scriptures, that and every time they do that, it's another drop of poison for your soul. It's another, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about secondary things, right? Like yeah. we might disagree on 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 spiritual gifts or. You know, not the secondary things. Although you know, there's we should agree about most things in the Bible. But <clears throat> I'm talking about foundational, fundamental things that, yeah. um, th- that you know, if it's false teaching, man, it's it's not healthy. It's like a drop of poison. Now you can't. It would not be good for you. And number one, number two, you know, I I recommend people be in churches that um, are a loving church, uh, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, a church that is a worshiping church, uh, and a church that's dedicated to the systematic teaching of the Bible. Um, mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is uh, most all churches teach from the Bible, but very few churches teach through the Bible. Yeah. And and I know I'm biased, and I'll share that, um, but I don't, I'm not ashamed of my bias. I'm grateful I was saved in a church that taught me how to teach through the Bible, and And so we're coming up on a break. I want to finish this question on the other end, so hold on, okay? All right, thank you. All right. We'll be right back, uh, coming up on our first and only break, and I'm talking about a very important, you know, answering a very important question about false teaching or, you know, churches that are not feeding the flock. And, you know, I'm grateful that I'm not the judge and I'm not God, but, man, I mean, I'm going to give counsel like I was giving counsel to my own son or my own dad. Um, you we And I'll, I'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about that and probably have some follow-up on that. So this is Calvary Live. We've got an open line, 303-690-3000. My name is Ed Taylor, pastor of Calvary Church here in Aurora, Colorado. And so let's take a breather and we'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of today's edition of Calvary Live. Calvary Live originates from the studios of Grace FM in Colorado. Grace FM is the radio ministry outreach. It's a radio network network. Uh, That is a ministry of Calvary Church here in Aurora. We have uh, had the privilege of being on the air for eight years and just, man, just blessed. And uh, Ephesians chapter 3 has been on my mind and and heart lately that God is just able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we think or ask. And he is and he does. Uh, and, And we can measure it. Many different ways so calvary live is a a show that we put together to minister to you to pastor you it's hosted by different pastors throughout the week which uh provides some great um, variety and different insights and different perspectives I love it I love it I love the men that partner together with us uh, I love to be in fellowship with pastors of of like-minded pastors um, really really cool so Uh, Give me a call, 303-690-3000. I want to pick up back with Noah. We were talking about churches, uh, teaching the Bible, false teaching. uh, And so, uh, Noah, are you still with us? Yep. Okay, so is there a particular doctrine you've heard recently or false teaching that that you can hang your hat on, like from this church?
0: Um, I wouldn't say specifically. I think, kind of going back to what you said, it's not really... um, through the Bible. Um, I think it, um, I wouldn't say watered down, but I kind um, of think like maybe avoiding a lot of um, hard truths that need to be, um, sure. you know, seen in the Bible as well. Um, so, yeah.
3: Well, there's a few things, you know, so, so if we're not talking about hardline false teaching, then now now we put it into a different category. And And one of the things that would be very beneficial for you, with as you're starting to grow, see, see, here's what's happening. I'll tell you. And these, I mean, I'm not speaking like a word from the Lord, but this is what I think is happening in you. Uh, God used this church to get your attention, uh, to introduce you to God, to uh, bring you into a different level of your life, and and so you started attending it, and then you started growing up, and maturing, and you started reading the Bible on your own. You started studying a little bit, maybe you're listening to grace f m and you get different bible teachings and and every time you know every time uh, you study the bible, you're going to grow. so as you started to grow up you what you may be feeling right now is as you're growing up, you're actually outgrowing your church mm-hmm. and yeah, because your church isn't ed- edif- the teaching there is not edifying you anymore it's not taking you in a deeper level it's not giving the whole counsel of God. And your spirit is yearning for that. You didn't know that when you first started going, and God used it. It's not like they were teaching a false you know Koran or the Koran or something. They, yeah, they, yeah. God was using them. Um, yeah. But now you're, you're outgrowing. You know, the same thing happens in our church at times where we, we teach the Bible, we go through the Bible, but sometimes people outgrow our church and they, they want to go do something else, or they want to go help another church plant, or mm-hmm. they, they just get to a different stage in their life where God wants to spread them in a, in the kingdom. Uh yeah. and that's what it sounds like is happening to you.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's um that's really spot on. And I think um for a while it was kind of you know battling with thinking that the whole church was bad, but um I think what you said is really true.
3: And I you know for, for since we don't know the name of the church, which is great. It, this is it's I can use this analogy without being derogatory, and that's simply this. You know, cotton candy's fun, but you can't live on it. Mm-hmm. And and so you can't live on a constant diet of light and, you know, lighter sermons. You 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 know, again, we only have these metaphors, but there de- definitely needs to be a depth and a meat to the Word of God. And there yeah. definitely needs to be a, a context. And there... You know, we we definitely, we we can only get so many six studies on how to be a better person and seven studies how to save money and eight studies on how to drive your car. I mean, you can only have so many of those before you're like, this cannot be what life is about. Life is about heaven and about discipleship and about self-denial and about holiness and righteousness. I mean, there are so many topics in the Bible. And, you know, it's not that those little Bible studies don't help. They do but if that's the repetitive diet, you you start to get to become sick, or like you're doing, you're becoming mature, and yeah. you're just like, well, thank you God for my season in this church, but it's time to move on. But I would suggest this though: talk to the leadership before you go, and just share yeah. your heart with them. You know, don't d- just say this is where I'm at, and and you know, what do you think? What's the future? And do you guys ever think you're going to teach through the Bible? Have you ever wanted to? Teach? You know, be be that brother. You know, be that that. um part of the body where you speak with the leadership and you minister to them and you thank them and you appreciate them, you know, so that there's a good relationship still within the body.
0: Yeah. yeah. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Pastor. It means a lot. Um, and yeah, it definitely clears up a lot of what I was going through this past couple of weeks.
3: And it's a, it's encouraging, you know, you kind of feel bad. It makes you feel bad because you you, you don't want to be critical, and and mm-hmm. and now God is showing you that it's possible to be critical and have critical thinking without being, um, you know, hyper judgmental. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay yeah. to discern, and it's okay to to make these decisions because your spiritual life is the most important important mm-hmm. part of you.
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay. Oh, well, yeah.
3: Let me, yeah, well, let me pray thank for you,
0: you. so much. Um, yeah, it means a
3: lot. Oh, you're welcome. Can I pray for you? Yeah. Father, I pray for Noah as he, as you're taking him, Lord, from glory to glory and strength to strength, as he's, even in the current context of his fellowship, he's growing in you. He's maturing. And so I pray that you would encourage him and strengthen him and that you would give him wisdom. Your word says that if we lack wisdom, that you, if we ask you, that you'll give it to us. And so just even as Noah is looking for wisdom on how to handle this, how to talk to one of the pastors perhaps, or just how to find a new fellowship, um, all of these things, they're very disorienting and very disruptive. And I pray that you would give him a clarity of mind and wisdom uh, as he takes this next step in his spiritual journey. And that you would use him, Lord, in greater ways than he's already been used. And that you would give him greater capacity uh, to participate in the work that you're doing on the earth today. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen.
3: Thank you so much. God bless you. Keep in touch, man. Keep us up to date with God's doing.
0: Okay, I will. God bless
3: you. All right, bye-bye. 303-690-3000. You guys listening on Hope FM, you guys listening on Truth FM or online, we'd love to have a call from you. So give us a call, 303-690-3000. We're going to move over to Westminster, uh, Colorado with Sabrina. Sabrina, welcome to the program. Hi. Hey. <laughs>
5: How you're. are you?
3: I'm okay, but it doesn't sound like you're doing too well today.
5: I Well, I haven't been for a while. Um, I've had a lot of health issues since about 2012. Mm-hmm. And... uh Just recently, um, I thought they started to get better, but apparently not. (laughs) Um, I got sick on New Year's Day, and um, the doctor confirmed that it was the flu. I did get sick with the flu, which was fine. I was treated. I I was over that um, really bad asthma, and so I went in to make sure that um, it wouldn't turn into bronchitis or pneumonia. And they couldn't hear air moving in my lungs, so she had me do a nebulizer treatment, which I've done before in the office. And I told them all my symptoms that I've pretty much had since um, the middle of December to current. So they decided to run a blood screen on me or do a blood screen on me to figure out what's going on. Um, and I was getting a call from an MRI referral, and I told them they had they put in the wrong referral. I wasn't referring for an MRI. They ended up calling my doctor, and they ended up calling me before my doctor could call me with the results of okay. the uh, blood work. And it turns out that um, I need to have an MRI done of my head with Contrast, because um, there may or may not be a tumor on my pituitary gland. Um,
6: okay. Well, let's
3: pray. And
5: it's hard because I just started going back to church. Good. So I it's, just It need is prayer.
3: It is hard, you know, and it's a part of it's a part of the difficulty of you know we it's one of those difficult things where we would rather know the truth than have it on you know hidden and and we want to go through and get all the tests and we want to know what's happening in our body and and you know this is this is a distraction uh, it's a it's a rather large distraction but your desire to come back to the lord your desire to worship him it's actually the perfect timing as you're drawing near to God he's letting these the timing of of some of these things now finally come to pass because you're in a better position to handle it it's still hard I mean seeing our bodies wear out or seeing them you know f- you know fearful of tumors and things it's very difficult and so father I pray for our sister Sabrina I pray that you would give her comfort and protection uh, as she takes these tests I pray God by your supernatural hand that you would heal her Uh, that that, uh, we're just so grateful that you've given us doctors with wisdom that you use supernaturally uh, to help bring healing. And uh, even though we don't know exactly what's happening, we pray that we could know so that a proper course of treatment could be taken. But also I pray for Sabrina's mental health and her spiritual mindset and her emotional health because she's getting attacked on every end. She's getting attacked physically. She's getting attacked in her mind. She's getting attacked in her emotions. Uh, she's getting attacked spiritually. And I pray that you would guard her. Your word says, and, and it, I know it to be true, it says to be anxious for nothing, but in all things by prayer and supplication to make our request made known to God with thanksgiving. <laughs> and when we do that, the peace of God will be given to us that passes all understanding and will guard our hearts and minds. And I know that's what Sabrina needs, that protection of her heart and that protection of her mind. So we lift her to you today in Jesus' name. Amen.
5: Amen. Thank you so much.
3: You're welcome, Sabrina. Keep us up to date, okay?
5: I will. Thank you.
3: All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. Denver, Colorado. Is next line three is Stephen. Stephen, welcome to the program.
6: Hi, Pastor, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. So uh, I had a quick question just on uh, Old Testament law, just because it kind of causes a lot of confusion for me. Um, So I know, like, we're not under the law of Moses anymore, and um, a lot of people, well, pastors, you know, they teach that about the Ten Commandments as well. Um, I guess my question is, what about some of, the, some of the other things, like uh, we should not mark our body, or, or just little things like that, do they still apply to us because we're not under the law?
3: Well, let's talk a little bit about that. You know, f- One of the most important things that, that we need to determine uh, when we are um, speaking about the law or the Old Covenant is to make a distinction between ceremonial law mm-hmm. and moral law. Mm-hmm. So the ceremonial aspects of the law ended with the coming of Jesus Christ in the new covenant. And the ceremonial aspects of the law are no no longer required to be kept by faith for salvation. Instead, now the entire law is kept by faith in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And and so let's take the Ten Commandments as an example. Um, Are the Ten Commandments ceremonial or are they moral? Well, stealing... Uh, is repeated in the New Testament lying you know on on and on you can see that the the moral aspects of the law reflect the character and the nature of God and the character and the nature of God doesn't change Mm -hmm. so with that that's the if if people if most people will make that distinction it answers about 95 percent of these questions and mm-hmm. so when you when you look at marking, like for example, the the in Leviticus 17, the issue of marking. Let's just put it to let's put it to the test. Number one, is it a ceremonial command or a moral command? What do you think?
6: Um, um, sure. I'm guessing moral.
3: Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest to you that it's both. Okay, because, okay. and and here's what I here's why I think. Number one, uh, it is ceremonial. Uh, in, in the sense that it has an action to, to avoid uh, in mm-hmm. order to be right with God. And that's mm-hmm. the marking of your body, you know the ta- what we might call t- tattoos today. So that, mm-hmm. the, 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 the answer of whether you can mark your body and be right with God today, the answer is, of course you can. That ceremonial part moved away. You, it, it's no mm-hmm. longer binding today. Uh, however, the moral part of that law is the specific admonition not to mark your body in honor of the dead. To worship to be idolatrous. So that if anyone listening to me right now wants to get a tattoo honoring the dead and worshiping in some idolatrous way, the Bible forbids that. It's the moral part of God. Mm-hmm. And so when you start asking questions like that, you're you're like, okay, who was it given to and why was it given? And how did Jesus fulfill it in the New Covenant? Mm -hmm. So not mixing threads, is that moral or ceremonial?
6: Um, Ceremonial.
3: It's ceremonial, so you can wear wool and cotton at the same time. It's not Mm -hmm. required. Remember, much of the Old Testament law was a holiness cold for the children of Israel coming out of Egypt so that there would be a distinction between them and the pagans. And so a yeah. lot of them were related directly to pagan living, don't do it. So today, the distinction in our lives is our faith in Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, because, um, well, one area that kind of got me to is um, when the, the man came up to Jesus, the rich man, and he's asking him, like, how can I be saved? And then Jesus starts to name off some of the, the Ten Commandments, or uh, I forget which one he names off, but... Yes. I guess kind of like, like why does he do that and tell him that that's what he needs to do to be saved?
3: Because that's a great question. That's a great question because Jesus demonstrates to us that he meets a person where they are. And so he was walking this man down, he was walking him down the road of revelation that he could never keep the law. Mm-hmm. And he has the new covenant, right, standing right in front of him. And mm-hmm. and so instead of like, you know, you're right, why didn't he do that? I mean, we don't know because the Bible doesn't say. However, if we step back and we're like, wait a minute, Jesus always met people where they were at. In the woman of the well, he dealt with her past husbands. He doesn't do that mm-hmm. with anyone else because he's dealing with her where she's at, bringing her to the self-realization, that self um you know, that, that revelation in your mind, you go, I am, I, of all that I've done in life, you know, even though, even though like the rich young ruler, I've kept them all. Bro, no you haven't, because you're keeping yeah. your money. And and so he was bringing them to that place, because, you know, Jesus said, he made it real clear in other places, you believe in me, you're saved. You don't believe in me, you're damned. Yeah. And so I think that that, uh, that it that answers the question... Bit. It answers the question in relation to the Old Testament covenant, but it also gives this great uh, insight on the ministry of Jesus because he always dealt with the person that was in front of him in order to bring them to the place where they needed to come to that realization of their conviction of sin.
6: Mm -hmm. Okay.
3: Well, thank you. Let me me add one more, okay, because... um, because the topic of homosexuality in our culture has risen to a high level of attention many people will use this same discussion that you and I are having bringing us back to leviticus uh, mm. saying you know saying that well look at the law the the old testament prohibits homosexuality and it also prohibits eating pork and shrimp so yeah. if you can eat pork and shrimp then why can't you why isn't why is homosexuality bad and, that
6: is in the new testament though Well, and it's
3: it's it's and see your your ability to to have the conception of the entirety of the word is a great thing. But most people can't rest, don't wrestle with that. So just using, without even going to the New Testament, you know, without even going to those admonitions yet, the reality of that there are ceremonial laws, eating of pork Mm. and um, Mm. shrimp, and there are moral laws. Sexual Mm. sin is a moral issue and it doesn't change with the cultural tides.
6: Mm-hmm. Okay. They're not...
3: It could be, because think of it this way. If homosexuality was a merely a, a ceremonial law like eating pork, then rape would be ceremonial, incest would be ceremonial, and bestiality would be ceremonial. Yeah. And even though some are thinking that's okay, most people are completely against that. And then, and then you can... Rightly so, but you can go into um into the New Testament like you did, and remember that the ceremonial laws were changed by Jesus while the moral laws, especially against homosexuality, are repeated Romans chapter one, first Corinthians chapter six, first Timothy chapter one, Jude chapter seven
6: mm-hmm. yeah because so, um well i'm a, I'm a new believer so i'm I'm getting into the I'm not very familiar with the Old Testament. So yes. I'm, I'm going back there slowly and, and just starting from Genesis and mm-hmm. reading for the Old Testament. And uh, I don't know, good. it's just kind of confusing at times, you know, to try to decipher which one is ceremonial, which one is moral, and it's kind of—it could be confusing at times. So, um,
3: Well, think think of it this way. Think of it this way. In the stage that you're in, you're you're going to learn what you're capable of learning in the moment, and then you're going to continue to grow. And so don't mm-hmm. be overly discouraged at times where you are getting confused just chew the meat and you know, maybe even have a notebook of questions that you develop because I promise you, as you continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord, a lot of those questions start to get answered.
6: Okay. Well, thank um, you.
3: You're welcome. One final thing, and this is for everyone else listening in as well. Uh, if you want a really good, I think it's about a six-week uh, new beginning um, discipleship course. If you want that, you if you email me, I'll send you a link to download it. It's If you email me at Pastor Ed at calvaryaurora.org, um, this will give you a broad, really good, solid foundation for everything that you're reading in the entirety of the scriptures.
6: It's Pastor Ed at uh, what?
3: Calvaryaurora, C-A-L-V-A-R-Y-A-U-R-O-R-A dot org. Okay. And just mention that you want that that, that um link and I'll shoot it. I'll probably respond to the email with the link.
6: Okay, cool.
3: All right, man. God bless you, bro.
6: Thank you, Pastor. God bless you. Bye.
3: Bye bye. Three oh three six nine oh three thousand. Let's see if we can grab one more call. Dustin in Decono. Welcome to the program.
4: Hi, how are you doing, Pastor Ed? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um yeah, it was just... Uh, I was just... I had just a Bible question that I've been uh, interested in about um, lately. Okay. Um, and,
3: uh, I think I lost you. I was, Are you with me? For some reason, I can't hear you anymore.
4: Oh, uh, Can there you, you hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay. Uh, sorry about that. I was... Commenting that you did a study on Hebrews recently, and I was wondering, um, um, do you hold to the same view as Chuck Smith um, when it comes to like the authorship of Hebrews? If I may ask, like,
3: I don't know what does Chuck say.
4: Chuck Chuck believed that uh, <laughs> that Paul Paul wrote Hebrews,
3: and yeah, yeah I and, do. Then I do agree with Chuck. Yeah, I do believe Paul wrote Hebrews.
4: Yeah, I. I do too, but there there's been this i believe this question has been going on for like almost two like thousand years <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs> like i've actually i started researching this the last uh, couple of weeks, and one of the yeah i just uh i was just one i guess the the question that I had was um some scholars they didn't think that uh, Paul had wrote the book. And, uh, you know, I was just wondering if there's a chance that they could be wrong. And, you know, just in a professional standpoint, like, since they're, they haven't found an actual writer, you know?
3: Right. Well, the answer is yes, scholars can be wrong. And then I would add to that, pastors can be wrong. And and prayerfully, when we are wrong, we. I hope I'm only wrong on non-essential things, like the author of Hebrews because I I think when I taught through Hebrews in the beginning, I said, you know, I laid out some of the theories and then I just said, this is the one I think, you know, you can make up your own mind. Let's get into the text. But yeah, scholars can be wrong. Uh, pastors can be wrong. And I pray that we're just wrong on non-essential things so that we can move, you know, the problem with, the problem with these debatable things is that some people make a career out of debatable things. And we just got to be careful not to and take a stand and move on. And if I'm wrong, I'm open to be corrected. Um, but, if I have a good biblical stance i 'm going to stand on what my convictions are
4: mm-hmm. yeah it 's i i 'm just i 'm just, just wondering if uh you know the writer had any idea that these questions were going to to come up when they wrote this because they you know that they're, they're just i don 't
3: think so <laughs> i 't think that i don 't think the authors knew that they were being inspired by the holy spirit i don 't think Paul knew that he was writing the bible i really don 't I think mm-hmm. that he was faithfully—we it's, it's, have a similar uh, experience when we're doing something, and we're just doing it because we're, we, we believe that's the right thing to do, and we have no idea that God's going to use it in such a dramatic way. And I really don't believe that Paul—when he wrote to the Corinthians, for example, I thought—I think he believed he was writing to the Corinthians. Um, when he wrote to the Philippians, I believe he was—I I really don't think— I really don't think that they knew that, but I want to ease ease your your thoughts just a little bit because disagreement in the church, uh, disagreement among believers, disagreement among leaders has been with us from the beginning. You know, if you open the book of Acts and you see there was quite a bit of disagreement, even in Acts 15, remember, at the first council? And what are we supposed to do with the Gentiles? Um, There was heated debate there. But... The good news is, is that after everybody had their say, James gets up and says, "This is what we're going to do." And then you never have Acts fifteen ever again. Even though, you know, people still arguing about Gentile believers today and and uh, Messianic Jews and what, whether we should keep the law. And you know, it's men like to argue, and uh, we just have to train ourselves to go after the lost and not argue.
4: Yeah. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, thank you. Um thanks for the um insight. Um I I did have a uh, prayer request uh, as okay. well, but I don't I didn't
3: know if you had time for that. Uh We got 1 minute, so if you want to share it, I'll pray us out.
4: Oh, all right. Yeah, sounds sounds good uh just to uh I've been recently been reconciling with some friends and uh and uh, I sh- I just recently kind of shared some things with them and I was just wondering if uh you know, you could just pray Pray for that and, uh, you know, just pray that uh, I can continue to grow and learn, you know, just uh, to learn what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, and that, that would well, be let's wonderful. Do that.
3: Father, I just pray for my friend that you would continue to use him with his friends in this reconciliation, that you would just give Dustin wisdom, uh, humility, Lord, that he would live in a self-sacrificial way with his friends and that you would get the glory for the reconciliation in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me this afternoon. So good to be back with you, 2019. <clears throat> Come to Calvary this weekend. We're going to be looking at vision, vision, vision. The title of the series is Love the Past, Live the Future. <laughs> We're moving forward for the things of God. Watch us online. Join us. Podcast us. CalvaryAurora.org GraceFM.com So appreciate you. You are family. Love you. Love you. Have a great night in the Lord.
0: You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.